0: We all have good days and bad days. Then there are days when something isn't quite right. You've got something on your mind or things just seem too much. Whatever it may be, sharing the load with someone else can really help. So no matter who you are or how you're feeling, you can talk it through with us. We'll point you in the right direction so you can seek further support. Mental health conditions don't discriminate and neither do we no problem is too big or too small
1: everyone experiences the ups and downs of mental health but what happens when it's down anxiety depression and suicide affect millions of millions of people around australia impacting how they connect with family and friends thrive at work and live productive and meaningful lives people of all ages backgrounds and cultures are asking themselves how can i feel better And will I feel like this for the rest of my life?
0: We're here to help people around the world understand that these feelings can change. We want to help them with their skills they need to look after their own mental health and well-being. And to create confidence in their ability to support themselves and those around them.
1: It takes a lot for someone to admit they may have a problem with drugs, but it's the first step to overcoming it. Talking to a friend, teacher, family member or counsellor can provide a helping hand and emotional support. It can be difficult to seek help, but in most cases, the sooner you reach out for support, the better. We have a number of services available to people of all ages with drug-related issues or for those wanting general information.
0: Today we're going to talk about depression and mental illness and what comes along with that. Today we're going to talk about depression and mental illness and what comes along with that. While there are many factors that can influence a person's decision to commit suicide, the most common one is severe depression. Depression can make people feel great emotional pain and loss of hope, making them unable to see another way to relieve the pain other than ending their own life. Other mental illnesses besides depression can also play a role in suicide. For example, a person with schizophrenia or other illnesses that produce psychosis might be hearing voices that command them to kill themselves. Bipolar, an illness in which a person experiences alterating periods of high and low moods, can also increase a person's risk for committing suicide. Borderline personality disorder is another condition with a high rate of suicide. Eating disorders including anorexia and bulimia also have a high rate of death by suicide.
1: A person who has had a traumatic experience including childhood sexual abuse, rape, physical abuse or war trauma is at a greater risk for suicide, even many years after the trauma. Being diagnosed with post-traumatic stress disorder, PTSD, or multiple incidences of trauma raises the risk even further. This is partly because depression is common after trauma and among those with PTSD, causing feelings of helplessness and hopelessness can lead to suicide.
0: Drugs and alcohol can also influence a person who is feeling suicidal, making them more impulsive and likely to act upon their urges than they would be while sober. Use of drugs and alcohol can contribute to the other reasons people commit suicide, such as loss of job and relationship. The rates of substance use and alcohol use disorder are also higher among people with depression and other psychological disorders. Put these together and the risks increase. To start our little chat, I'm going to ask Tracy a couple of questions. So, Tracy, when was the first time you experienced suicide in your life?
1: So me it was in 2008 18th of June my very young cousin in New Zealand committed suicide Shay Withington he had you know obviously had some mental health issues and some other issues going on and he just couldn't cope it's one of the saddest things I've ever heard of he left behind a little sister Tessa but yeah Shay's very much missed in our family.
0: Has there been any other suicides that has impacted your life? Yes. So Two
1: years ago, my best friend of 15 years committed suicide. Her name was Cass. She has left a massive hole in the world, but she didn't think so. She had had problems with mental illness and depression and anxiety she also had problems with substance abuse and domestic violence in a domestic violent relationship so it was rough for her but we didn't expect it it wasn't something that you know she was strong she'd been through so much but it has just blown everybody out of the water completely
0: thinking back on the months weeks and days before Cass's passing Do you think that there were any signs of what she was
1: thinking of doing? The signs were definitely there. She made it very difficult, however, to help her. She was very closed off. She'd shut everybody out. Her and I had had, you know, some issues before she passed, but we were getting it back together and I wouldn't have thought she would ever do it. But obviously... There were things that had happened that I wasn't 100% aware of that were going on during the time prior to her committing suicide.
0: I can imagine you were going through a roller coaster of emotions when you were told about Cass. Can you share those emotions with me if it's not too upsetting?
1: Yeah, sure. So when I found out about Cass, it was just prior to her passing, her younger sister rang me. Very, very upset, obviously. I was on my own at home and I can tell you that I didn't actually know what to do. So I didn't sleep the first night because I didn't understand what had happened. I went for four days on my own and I handled it. But it was very, very hard and very emotional. And then when I got the phone call to say that she'd passed, the emotions were just insane. I was angry and bitter and hurt. It's just crazy.
0: What other circumstances has impacted you over the years?
1: Probably the biggest struggle I have faced was being physically assaulted by a non-verbal autistic 18-year-old, quite solid, at work over 17 days. He then locked me in the laundry for 43 minutes. I had only just started work, so I only had the keys on me. I didn't grab my phone, and so I had no way of communicating. And then when I got out, I had to bolt into the office and lock myself in there. After that, and you know, during my whole life, I have had many people turn their backs on me and have lost many people that I love dearly. How
0: has these circumstances impacted your life?
1: For me, it has turned my whole world upside down. I don't know where I'd be without my Mel. Totally lost, I think. I have been diagnosed with PTSD, among other things, and I see a psychologist on a regular basis, but my whole world is just totally different now to what it was prior to being assaulted and having to deal with the after effects of the assault. What after effects have you experienced? Every day I have different experiences. So I can't sit in certain places with the door closed. If I hear a loud noise, I'm hanging off the ceiling. Silly things can set me off. Uh, Going out is sometimes a problem, but I try, I'm always trying. I'm always trying to get myself back on track. I've got insurance or work cover is fun to deal with. So, but that's just a whole different issue. The PTSD is hard, it's difficult to focus on what needs to be talked about when there's everything seems to have, everything's changed in your life, so how you handle absolutely everything is totally different now.
0: Thank you very much, Tracy, for sharing that with us.
1: Thank you, Mel, it's been a pleasure. A person may decide to commit suicide when facing a loss or the fear of a loss. These situations can include ending a romantic relationship or close friendship, losing a job or being unemployed and unable to find a sufficient source of steady income, financial problems, losing social position, losing your living situation due to financial reasons or the ending of a relationship, academic failure losing social or family acceptance due to revealing your sexual orientation, bullying, shaming or humiliation, including cyberbullying, being arrested or in prison.
0: Hopelessness, either in the short term or as a long-lasting trait, has been found in many studies to contribute to the decision to commit suicide. The person may be facing a social or physical challenge and may see no way the situation can improve. When people feel they have lost all hope and don't feel able to change that, it can overshadow all of the good things in their life making suicide seem like a viable option. While it may seem obvious to an outside observer that things will get better, People with depression may not be able to see this due to the hopelessness and despair that goes along with this illness.
1: If a person has chronic pain or illness with no hope of a cure or reprieve from suffering, suicide may seem like a way to regain dignity and control of their life. In some states, assisted suicide is legal for this very reason. According to a study in the American Journal of Preventative Medicine, the following health conditions were associated with a higher risk of suicide. Asthma, back pain, brain injury, cancer, congestive heart failure, diabetes, epilepsy, HIV and AIDS, heart disease, high blood pressure, migraine, Parkinson's disease. Chronic pain can also bring on anxiety and depression, which can also increase your risk of suicide. According to research, people with chronic pain are four times more likely to have depression or anxiety than those who are pain-free.
0: A person with chronic pain or a terminal illness can also feel like a burden to others, as it becomes harder and harder to ask for yet another ride to the doctor's office, or more help with household duties. In fact many people who decide to commit suicide often state that their loved ones or the world in general would be better off without them. This type of rhetoric is a common warning sign of suicide. People often see themselves as a burden to others or feel worthless due to the overwhelming emotional burden they are carrying within.
1: A person can become socially isolated for many reasons, including losing friends or a spouse, undergoing a separation or divorce, physically or mentally, social anxiety, retirement, or due to a move to a new location. Social isolation can also be caused by internal factors such as low self-esteem. This can lead to loneliness and other risk factors of suicide, such as depression and alcohol or drug misuse. Sometimes people attempt suicide not so much because they really want to die, but because they simply don't know how to get help. Suicide attempts are not a cry for attention, but a cry for help. It becomes a way to demonstrate to the world just how much they are hurting. Unfortunately, These cries for help may sometimes prove to be fatal if the person misjudges the lethality of their chosen method. People who make a failed attempt are also at a much higher risk of trying again and their second attempts are much more likely to be lethal.
0: In the majority of cases, people who are feeling suicidal are dealing with conditions that will pass in time if only they can get the help that they need. In the meantime, there is much that friends and family members can do to help people who are depressed or contemplating suicide. Prevention first involves being able to recognise the warning signs of suicide, which can include talking about death or suicide, feelings of hopelessness, saying that you're a burden, withdrawing from friends and family, losing interest in activities, extreme mood swings, giving away possessions, and saying goodbye to family and friends. While you may think that their problems aren't serious enough to warrant suicidal thoughts or behaviours, what really matters is how serious they perceive them to be. If it feels important to them, then in their mind, suicide may seem like a valid option. Listen to what they're saying without offering judgments. Don't be dismissive of their experiences or emotions. Most importantly, never dismiss suicidal talk or threats. If a person is making comments that seems to indicate that they are depressed or thinking of taking their own life, you should always take them seriously.
1: When a person attempts suicide, this isn't necessarily a sign that they want to die. Instead, it's an indicator that they are in great emotional pain, but didn't know how to deal with it. Suicide has started to look like their only option to escape a situation that they don't know how to handle. If they are still alive, however, they are desperately seeking an alternative to death, and attempting suicide may be their way of reaching out and saying that they need help. Being able to talk with a caring friend and unburden yourself from your problems can go a long way in relieving the unbearable buildup of pressure that can lead to a suicide attempt. Being a good listener doesn't require any special skills. Be patient and accepting, but avoid getting into an argument or trying to offer simplistic solutions. Avoid any, have you tried X, Y, or Z comments that focus on quick fixes. Such attempts might come off as insensitive and seem to trivialize what a person is experiencing. Simply be there and show that you care. Even though some suicides may seem to come out of the blue, it's quite likely that the person had been depressed for a very long time. Getting professional assistance at the first signs of depression is a very important step in preventing suicide. Working to take away the stigma around depression and encouraging people who are hurting to get the help that they need right away can go a long way in saving lives because the problem is dealt with before it gets too bad.
0: While you may be afraid to bring up the topic of suicide for the fear of giving them ideas, the fact is that these thoughts and feelings are there regardless of what you might say. What you are really doing by bringing the topic up is giving them an opportunity to open up to you and allow you to help them. If they seem to be in immediate danger of hurting themselves, do not leave them alone. Take steps to get them away from any means that they could use to hurt themselves such as weapons or pills. It may take some patience and persistence, but urge them to make an appointment with the mental health professional. Once they have made the appointment, continue to maintain contact in order to encourage them to follow through with appointments and treatment plans. There are also mental health organisations you can reach out for more information. If the person asks you not to tell anyone, Be aware you may have to break your promise in order to help them. Having your friend or loved one alive but angry with you is preferably to keeping a promise that leads them to taking their life.
1: The following tips will help you to become a better active listener. Make eye contact while the other person speaks. In general you should aim for eye contact about 60-70% to of the time while you are listening. Lean toward the other person and nod your head occasionally. Avoid folding your arms as this signals that you are not listening. Instead of offering unsolicited advice or opinions, simply paraphrase what has been said. You might start this off by saying, in other words, what you are saying is. Do not interrupt while the other person is speaking. Do not prepare your reply while the other person speaks. The last thing that he or she says may change the meaning of what has already been said. In addition to listening to what is said, watch nonverbal behavior to pick up on hidden meaning. Facial expressions, tone of voice and other behaviors can sometimes tell you more than the words alone. While listening, shut down your internal dialogue. Avoid daydreaming. It is impossible to attentively listen to someone else and your own internal voice at the same time. Show interest by asking questions to clarify what is said. Ask open-ended questions to encourage the speaker. Avoid closed yes or no questions that tend to shut down the conversation. Avoid abruptly changing the subject. It will appear that you were not listening to the other person. As you listen be open neutral and withhold judgment and stereotypes be patient while you listen we are capable of listening much faster than others can speak learn to recognize active listening watch television interviews and observe whether the interviewer is practicing active listening learn from the mistakes of others so we're going to be asking Mel some questions now Mel Do you ever have suicidal thoughts?
0: Yes, I do, quite often.
1: How do you think mental illness contributes to those thoughts?
0: Well, having borderline personality disorder escalates things to a million times worse than what they really are. I do try and subside that, but it's very hard to.
1: What do you do to help suppress those thoughts and feelings?
0: I jump on the computer, I talk to my brother, sometimes I just, you know, talk myself through it, but that hardly works. But yeah, I just I just jump on the computer, try and keep my mind busy, try and change that train of thought.
1: Tell me two things that stop you from acting on those thoughts.
0: The first one would have to be my daughter Chloe. And the other one would be that my brother, Mark, committed suicide back in 2011.
1: So, having lost a brother, Mel, your relationship with your remaining brother must be very, very special.
0: My relationship with Luke has always been pretty close. But if I was to ever lose him, I don't know what I'll do. I've had a dream that I've lost him and I've just woken up crying... But our relationship has gotten a bit closer since Michael passed away.
1: Mel, has suicide played a big part in your life?
0: No, not really. I've had a friend that's passed away from suicide, Leon. He was... he oh, 21, I think, when he committed suicide. They're yeah, just him and Mike that's really committed suicide. The rest of people have just died from accidents or natural causes.
1: If you were given the chance, Mel, to speak to Mike one last time, what would you say?
0: I would tell him, even though you didn't feel like it, you were loved, mate, and we would do anything for you. All you had to do was just reach out, ask and talk to us about it
1: thanks Mel for that open and honest chat
0: you're most very welcome and I can't wait till next time